0: Does reincarnation really exist? Everyone is aware of its existence, even those who do not believe in it. They are aware of its existence. A person's task is to understand what they have come into this world with, then they will understand their potential. When you get rid of many fears, you will see the picture of your past incarnations, your past and future incarnations are linked to the present. Right now, with every practice you shape your future, including future incarnation,
1: Master, today
0: I would like to talk about reincarnation. Today many paranormalists and healers see past lives, and regression has become very popular. How can you tell if reincarnation really exists, or it's nothing but fiction?
2: Reincarnation is a fact, it is mentioned in some form or another in all of the sacred books.
0: Everyone is aware of its existence, even those who don't believe in it, they just know it exists. Those who do not believe in God acknowledge the existence of God, they just don't believe in Him. The same is true for reincarnation. Spiritual and esoteric practitioners believe that if a person doesn't believe in reincarnation and, therefore, doesn't develop their subtle substances to understand what reincarnation is, or if they don't want to believe in it, they will not go to the upper worlds and, if they have a good karma, not to the lower worlds, but to a grey plane where there is nothing there. It's their choice.
2: During our lifetime
0: we shape our future. We set up our future Incarnation right now through our attitude to this world,
2: and we shape our afterlife where we will go when this life ends. If a person is strongly attached to the
0: materialistic world, where will they go? There is no materialistic world there to which we are accustomed. That world will be shaped differently. Of course, in their consciousness, there may dwell images of tables or chairs to which the person is so attached. The space they will go to can superficially resemble the one they are used to, but they won't be able to make use of it because they lack self awareness. So, our past and future incarnations are linked to our present. In every incarnation, life after life, you shaped your next birth while working on your past. This is what you are doing right now. If a person wants to know who they were in their former life, they should pay attention to their current thoughts
2: their existential tendencies, their interests, passions, affections, and so on.
0: You can understand what you were engaged in, what you did in the past lives.
2: For example, I can play various
0: musical instruments, but I spent my entire past life in a Himalayan cave. I was a Tibetan Lama. I had no synthesizer, no piano, nothing. Where did I get this information? Why do I play music since my childhood in this life? Because I learnt it several lives ago. I want to say that in every next life we can display certain qualities that we obtained in our past incarnations. These qualities are within you, they are in your chakras. And we must find this information in the chakras, free it up. We must understand You know that chakras keep information about the entire universe, including information about you personally, about who you were in the past life. Please tell me, what happens to the soul after death? What stages does it go through? When will this soul come back to Earth? Every time it's different. It depends on how much effort a person expended. There are people who are immediately reborn to work their karma out.
2: They are either great sinners or self-aware saints. There are very
1: spiritual people who
0: did much to attain godhood to evolve. On their way to evolution, they strive to attain this supreme spiritual state, and now they can have a good rest from earthly existence. For example, they can stay away for more than a thousand years. It's possible.
2: But 1,000
0: astral years is not the same as 1,000 earthly years because time runs differently on different planes. It depends on what the person was doing throughout their lifetime,
2: what their last wish
0: was, what their will was, what the last thought on their mind was when they left this life. They shaped their future through what they think and what they remain fixated on at the end of life. We all remember a Vedic story about a wise man of a great stature who was extremely attached to his deer. And when he was dying, he thought of a deer, how will it live without me?
2: He was compassionate.
0: And in his next life, he incarnated as a deer, although he was a wise man. You see, his consciousness was directed. And the focus of this consciousness, this energy, absorbed the image of the deer and transformed into a deer. That is, if you direct your consciousness toward an object, you should be aware that this object has the potential to shape you.
2: Now, think what people direct their consciousness to. For example,
0: when they watch an action movie, a blockbuster,
2: or when they listen to
0: certain music
2: and so on. I want to say that we are shaping ourselves and our future
0: right now. The purity of intentions and thoughts. When we think about good things, we shape a good future. When we listen to good sounds, when we say good, beautiful words, without aggression,
2: when we have no inner aggression,
0: our souls will rise very high for sure. You go through this life to finally ascend. Even the Qur'an says that our physical lives last only several minutes from a cosmological perspective. Just several minutes of life. Okay, let it be an hour. Or three days.
2: Three days. That's all we have to live. Three days.
0: Is it enough for us? One hundred years that last three days, or three days that last one hundred years. It's a very short period of time, that's why it's better to start meditating right now, cleanse your consciousness and mind to reincarnate consciously next time. People do practice now, I have disciples who take their practice very seriously, and I tell them to shape their future and their future incarnation right now with every practice. If you leave something incomplete, you will have to come back to Earth to attain Realization. Or sometimes people purposefully come to Earth for Realization when they get liberation through Kriya practice. Whatever the case may be, they must visualize themselves in the future, right now. Or they must visualize that they become what they want to be there, on the astral or highly spiritual plane, in the future. They might want to become a demigod, who knows? These are their dreams, and in principle it's correct, because you are shaping what you will become, we are what we think. Or you should visualize your next incarnation, where you want to be born, what kind of person you want to be, even what you want to look
2: like. Start to
0: work with it right now, if you need it, of course. Can our loved ones reincarnate through our children? Is there a way to tell if one of our relatives has a soul of our ancestor or a loved one? Or is it a great mystery? First of all, it's a mystery, but very often this mystery can be uncovered. For example, you could feel that this child has the same manners, behavior, habits, even speech as their grandpa had, who left this world recently. Then people think that it's the soul of their relative. But sometimes people deceive themselves because they were strongly attached to the deceased person, and they try to find them in every other person. You shouldn't be fooled here, but it can also happen. Karma is the key here, the soul of the deceased person who didn't attain realization in this body, doesn't matter why, completes its program, goes to the world of spirit, where it is quickly reshaped and subjected to other changes, and immediately comes back in the body of this child. However, very seldom do souls come to the same family.
2: In fact, I will tell you that human life is priceless.
0: Do you know how many souls are waiting in line to incarnate in a human body?
2: Due to the absence
0: of such a possibility, karma, or any other circumstance, sometimes the souls of people incarnate even in the souls of animals in order to work out their karma more quickly, at least in this manner. By the way, souls of animals. Several times, my deceased relatives came to me as animals.
1: In my case, all of them were cats. This was the case
0: with several of my family members, and these cats even looked somewhat like my relatives, that is, they had similar eyes, some other traits. And I noticed that they came on the third or fortieth day after the death of the relative. They would stick to me for some time, for several days. And sometimes I had a deep understanding of who they were. When I made a connection between my relative and this animal and tried to find it, it disappeared without leaving traces. Do I get it right that a disembodied soul may find itself at a loss, on the astral plane or wherever, enter an animal's body and come to its house in an attempt to get back into this world?
2: Yes, they may come for the time being. You've said that it happened within 40 days or another number of days. And then they leave. Yes, it's because cats are good spirit guides. And
0: souls, for this or that reason, enter these animals to find a corridor that would bring them back to this world if they had strong attachments. Sometimes it happens, but the law functions properly and the cat, the soul, goes away. It happens, but I think it was done for you personally.
2: It's possible,
0: but it's not a general rule. From time to time it happens to some people, in this case it was you who witnessed it. A human soul – the soul of your relative – found a way to express itself in the Outer World. Elemental spirits manifest themselves in the Outer World in the same way. Jinns enter human bodies and try to live in this world. They have an attachment, they have an opportunity and desire to draw energy. So, they enter a person's body and so on.
2: There are many governors nowadays who are possessed by them.
0: What we see is a puppet inside of which there is another entity. And it's entering the public domain now. Yes, this is really the case. While on the subject of reincarnation and journey of the soul, we know how to assess a person's level of intelligence. Some are doctors of science, others are good engineers, and so on. Is there a similar degree system that could be applied to souls? How can we tell if a soul is young or old? How to tell its age and potential qualities and characteristics of this soul? If you want to know the age of the soul, pay attention to the person's way of life and attachments. If they are extremely attached to material things, say, they like to eat a lot or have a drink and so
2: on, if they are very earthy, down-home,
0: somewhat naive or too simple, and their behavior is somewhat animalistic, it suggests that the soul is young, They have just come from the animal spirit realm and live in a human body while obtaining certain qualities. But people who have something special in their eyes, who reflect on things, who understand, with whom you can talk and share, to whom you are drawn like a magnet and you see they have certain experience, it's not the first time they have come here. You can determine it by the person's interests. Those who practice spirituality are souls that have been here many times already. Those who are interested in it. However, there can also be ancient souls who have to implement a certain program in this incarnation, that is, to live a material life. You can use astrology spreads, by the way, to see how planets appear there, in which houses they are, and you will understand that person's goal. Uh, I knew a very spiritual person whose soul was very ancient. But in this incarnation, this person had to lead a very materialistic life to gain certain experience he was missing. But throughout his material life, he remained very self-aware. So, his spirituality was manifested in this material life. It differs. We perceive the soul as something very light, holy, and ephemeral. But some people's souls lead them to development, while other souls pull them to destruction, chaos, and retrogression. Why? I can't say that a soul can pull a person to destruction and retrogression. I'd say that the soul is possessed by the demonic mind that dominates and pulls a person. Such souls are sort of imprisoned. They are like a dungeon princess that must be rescued, and there must come Prince Charming or someone else to set the soul free. This is the way to overcome yourself, or reveal your potential, and bring what you possess to the surface, free that Royalty,
2: that highest Being that you call your Soul. Souls are
0: initially clean, but they can become stained.
2: To some extent, there is Atman.
0: In general, people's understanding of what the soul is is not quite correct. We can speak of the soul as Atman. This is an immortal soul, which is more like a spirit. And we can speak of the soul as a personality or person who gains certain impressions, and people carry it throughout their incarnations. Such souls are mortal, but Atman is immortal. Do you approve of hypnotic regression? In the course of regression to the past lives, do we really see our previous experiences? Or maybe something that the past life regression therapist transmits to us?
1: It all depends
0: on the level of the therapist and on the level of the consciousness subjected to the therapy.
2: It depends on the level of awareness of both, again. And it depends on whether
0: there is interference from the outside. It must always be taken into account. If a person is constantly in the energo-informational field, once they dull their consciousness, they again fall into the frequencies that exist all around us. Information is everywhere. And they start to see things that seem real to them, because what they are doing is trying to discover this reality. But they bump into a beam of information that is pushed to them. Plus, astral plane also produces its effects. I have mentioned the influence of the energo-informational field. I mean, even the radiation to which all of us are exposed, emitted by television or different transmitting towers, has an impact on our mentality. And as I see it, hypnotic regression is necessary to help people, but not very often. A person can settle things on their own, but if it is hard for them, it is possible to turn to regression for the time being, or do it several times, for example, for help and healing. But remember that any form of hypnosis is suppression of your Higher Self. No, not of the Higher Self, but of your Unique Self. If a person is under the hypnotic influence, even the slightest influence, it means they aren't solving their problems by themselves. They are solving their problems with the help of someone else who has put them in this state, and they work with it.
2: Speaking about obtaining
0: information, here it's a bit different.
2: A person enters a state to obtain
0: information about the future.
2: However, nothing of what I was told about or saw for myself happened. Just
0: recently, we heard that in September, horrific events would take place.
2: But nothing happened. And we heard it from many
0: people, including channelers, but nothing happened. Because these people don't take into account higher powers. Higher powers offset it and compensate for it, even if it was to happen. Our Earth was to leave its orbit many times already, but never did. Apart from hypnotic regression, there are other techniques we can use to view our previous lives, incarnations, and so on. What would you advise to a spiritual seeker, yoga or kriya-yoga practitioner? Is it worth trying to reach into one's past lives at all, to know more about oneself or find certain qualities, skills and talents there, and bring them into this life? Or does it depend on the individual? For example, some people may need it while others had rather practice spirituality and move on.
2: The last thing you've said is the most
0: important one. When you try to understand who you were in your past life,
2: you work on the mental plane. Say, you try
0: to imagine that you were odd enough, that you were this, this and this in your past life. In other words, you run a movie within your mind that shows that you were a man, a knight, a yogi, or someone else. Mind you, many, many people, when asked about their past lives, say they ruled a country as a president or a czar, or they were yogis or hermits, and so on. There are no simple people among them. Everyone is special. I know several Napoleons, for example. Usually, it's the mind that imposes these identities, because the human ego will never accept that a person in their past lives was nobody known to no one. After all, they are so spiritual now. But if you try to sort everything out and gain a deeper understanding of yourself, you'll notice that you have certain inner qualities that clearly show who you were in the past life. Maybe you have a tool that you're used to using, a tool of your consciousness, like determination or faith. Or you are interested in painting, music, yoga, or have other qualities. Maybe you have a tendency towards stealing, God forbid, or gossiping, or some other aspects of life that are socially unacceptable.
2: Try to separate
0: the wheat from the chaff, try to understand who you really are. Remove what is wrong,
2: keep what is right. And you'll know what
0: luggage you have brought here. This work is very important.
2: People are talking about how to arrange things.
0: So arrange this furniture keep what you need, and throw away what you don't need. A person's task is to understand what they have come into this world with, then they will understand their potential. Of course, that's not all. There is a huge amount of everything within us an entire universe. But choose what you can make use of now. You shouldn't work toward knowing your past lives on the mental plane, you shouldn't strive to comprehend your past lives with your mind, but through your feelings. Mentality will make up all sorts of things to you. Usually it's a deception, it's your mind, it's a false realm, it's your brain vision. They primarily use brain vision when discussing clairvoyance. That is, the mind fantasizes, and emotions back it up. When an individual starts to believe this, they sink into a reverie, being deceived. But reality is different. Moreover, when you go beyond the mind, everything disappears there altogether. There is another objective reality. There is no notion of past life or reincarnation, everything disappears there. No nirvikalpa samadhi, no savikalpa samadhi, nothing, just nothing. All this is an illusion, it's somewhere down there. You get it? That's why I don't recommend you to strive for understanding of who you were in the previous life,
2: but for using the
0: qualities that you have brought to this life, to this consciousness, to this body for further transformation. If yet you want to know who you were in your past life, start with meditation. When you attain a level where you can detach and calmly perceive everything that happens within you,
2: in your subconscious world. To put it simply, when
0: you get rid of your fears and attachments, you'll see the picture of your past incarnations. At the moment, it's locked up to avoid you harming yourself. It might be a shocking experience that could damage your mind. Imagine being here and there at the same time. You may enter a phase where you won't understand at all who you are, who you really are. It's like, you know, when sometimes you wake up in a confused state not knowing where you are and who you are, the only thing you know is that this is you, but you don't remember at all where you are. Children often dive very deep, and when they get up with their eyes open, they can't make it out whether they are still sleeping or not. The same can be true for adults. Remember a story about John Z, a disciple of Laozi. He dreamt that he was a butterfly, joyfully flying from one flower to another.
2: When he woke up, he couldn't
0: tell whether he was a butterfly dreaming it was Z or whether he was Z who had dreamt of being a butterfly, it wasn't clear. It's a borderline state in which you can't understand who you are and whether you are now, in your past life, in the present or future. There are many films that cover this topic. They depict several situations at a time, and a person can't get out of it. It is called a mind trap. The mind wanders in its subconscious, because it is identified with it. Yogis who don't identify themselves with it rise above it and control it all. You should learn to stay concentrated. I usually say that if you you have already slipped into this state, don't rely on external environment to get out of it. Don't try to look for your own exterior reality, maybe it doesn't exist. The same is true when you sleep, the dream world is very unstable, the astral realm is very unstable, it's like sand that easily changes its shape. The most important thing in this state is to shift your attention to the One who you are and look at the One who watches. That's all you need to do. This is exactly the form of meditation, where you always retain your real self no matter what's going on in the outer world. You won't get lost then. You've mentioned that in your past life you were a Lama spending his time in a Himalayan cave. Yes? And that you could play different instruments back then, several lives ago. As far as I understand, you didn't use hypnotic regression or other fashionable techniques to remember it but you did it naturally through Yoga. And seeing yourself in your past life, or the one before last, what role did it play in your current life? How did it enrich you? What thoughts did it provoke? Was it a useful experience? As long as I practice, I have always had a feeling rising in me, that I have a close connection with the Tibetan Pantheon.
2: Tibetan people
0: are brothers for me. Figuratively speaking, I belong to them.
2: I have a deep respect for and spiritual connection
0: with this branch.
2: Buddhism has several branches. And I feel
0: the same about Tibetan people and Tibetan Buddhism, which has certain peculiarities. Then I met Grandmaster Master Yong Sigong, who is my close friend now.
2: He reminded me of these states, and confirmed that my experiences were reasonable. This is how it happened. We
0: met, and he handed over a statute to me that was required to open a school. To be more exact, it was me who handed the statute over to him. I had been asked to do so. Until that moment I hadn't seen him in person in this Incarnation. Well, we met. When I was putting the documents in his hand, we talked, and I said to him, I know your face, not even the face, but the sensation that I have when standing near you. And he responded, don't you remember me?
2: We went on talking, and I learned that when I had been in the Himalayas, I said that I had been a Tibetan Lama.
0: In fact, Satya Sai Baba's devotee, who was a very good clairvoyant, recognized Me from My past lives as well. He, through her or she, so be it, confirmed My assumptions. This is an incarnation of Tibetan Mahatma of a realized soul that, for this or that reason, couldn't fully realize itself, although it was highly evolved.
2: It's
0: like Mahatma, who took the karma upon himself and was decapitated at the end of his life. Well, not at the end of life, but at a very advanced age, shall we say. He was about 60 or 70 at that time.
2: It was a long time ago. And in this
0: life Tibetan Mahatma incarnated through this body, I won't go into much detail, and he continues to serve. I received this information from this saint woman, who had got it directly from Sai Baba. And I received the same information from Grand Master Zhang Shigong, who is now personally taught by one of the good, powerful masters, Xu Min Tan.
2: That is how I know it. I don't
0: attach much importance to it. What's important for me is the luggage I have come with. Why would it matter? We have lived everywhere, we have been everywhere already. We were in America, we crossed the entire Europe, we had many incarnations. But it's important what I have come with, what everyone comes with. What have we brought to this life? Have we forgotten the most important things that remain hidden deep within us? Or do we remember about them and change the world, change this space? Okay, maybe I wasn't a Tibetan Lama or Mahatma, maybe I was a simple cattleman or shepherd like Krishna, it doesn't matter.
2: What does it change? Is it possible
0: that in this life I wouldn't be able to rise above it or to evolve even higher through spiritual practice? Yogananda once said that if there were two young people with a restless mind to whom he could teach Kriya eight hours a day, they would attain complete liberation, and in four to five years they would become saints. Can it be that we won't achieve it if we want? What hinders us? Laziness? Or elemental spirits? Yes, we will be obstructed. They will interfere from all sides, because your development is not beneficial to them. If you are a High Spirit and have come with this quality, then be willing to awaken that quality in this life. If you are not a High Spirit, and it is unclear who you are, but you receive knowledge to awaken this quality, just awaken this quality. Will, aspiration, and faith. Any person, even the worst one, if I may say so.
2: There are no bad people,
0: it's just a game. However, even if he is the most common, tamasic person in the world, if he desires something in life, he can achieve it. So try to get through it.
2: If you ask me about this incarnation,
0: In my previous lives, I lived in Europe, and all this magicism, all magic and mysticism of Europe are now in this head and in this consciousness. Tibetan and Asian concepts have all merged
2: here. And in
0: this Incarnation, I had no trouble with apprehending the unity of all religions. It was clear for me from the start. It was not difficult and there were no obstacles for me to understand the unity of all systems and branches, where Kriya became the highest and most powerful value for me, because it contains absolutely everything in itself. To put it simply, it is even comfortable. It gives you one metaphysical principle that solves all problems. That's what matters, right?
2: Yes, you can read different Vedas, Puranas,
0: Skanda Puranas to understand it,
2: but you will have to follow the same principle building a
0: vertical connection with God, a deep connection.